Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. All right, here we are on the Fear and Beer November recap month. This is uh this is new for us. We've been around for a year yeah. and a half and we haven't had anything to recap yet because I know. There has been well, it's not quite over yet. No. Well, season's not quite right now it's yet. not, but when this is playing, the season will be a That's true. Festival. That is true. Yeah, this 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 episode's probably not for another week. So, unfortunately, to be all sad and we'll all be unhappy cuz the season has coming to a close and big nasty winters coming even though we all live in florida and we don't have to worry about the big nasty winter but yeah kind of sad but looking forward to next year obviously our our november uh recap month where we're going to be talking with some different people from all different areas all different walks of life going over their history with horror nights and and this this year and how everything felt to them so we're going to kick off this month with ryan from doa clothing so been following DOA for a little while, and we've been seeing a lot of their drops through Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. And we got in touch over uh, over Instagram. So, Ryan, awesome to have you on the on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. So, I guess while we right while we're kicking off, what we'll do is just kind of go into DOA, and if you could kind of sum sum up DOA for anybody that's listening that may not be aware of what you what y'all are, um, how, what would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I, how I describe it as is kind of like a Halloween horror apparel and goods company. Um, I like to, you know, also kind of dictate that it's, it's, you know, by a fan for the fans. So it's like an obsessive kind of art function. Um, you know, when I started it, I was in between musical projects cause I also like, I'm also a musician and I play in, you know, bands and and whatnot, but I was actually drunk in line at Halloween Horror Nights and (laughs) I think it was either 2016 or it was 2017. And, uh, you know, I I just, I've always had a passion for Halloween and, and, and horror movies. And I was just in line and I was like, you know what, like I can do this. Like I needed a kind of a new creative outlet at the time. The band that I was in had just broken up. And so you know, I was just looking for different areas to kind of flex my, you know, creative and artistic talent and, and muscle, so to speak. And, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I still have the notes that I was making about like <laughs> the name. And I forget, I, it was one of the houses that's over by like the, um, where the nightmare fuel is now. So it was, you know, in between men in black and where the, sh- the show was at the time, yeah. it was that house. And I don't remember which, which house exactly, Ooh, you know, what it was, yeah. but, uh, so I, I made all the notes and then I started the company just making small things and, uh, you know, trying to build it online with the Instagram and, and all that. And then I finally had what they call like a con father, which was somebody I reached out to about doing events and uh, started doing events, you know, uh, little pop ups here and there in 17 and then Spooky Empire 17, 18. Um, and from there, it just kind of I just kept at it, you know, and so I like to tell people that you know, like I said, it's a Halloween horror apparel and goods thing, but you know, it's also, I'm not going to be your standard company. Um, there's a lot of companies out there like on Instagram and whatnot that kind of will just go right after movie posters and and images that you're kind of familiar with. But for me, um, I always do themes and topics that number one, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about, and I'm a huge fan of that topic, uh, whether it be movie or whatnot, but, uh, and then I try to do something a little bit different that that's geared more towards you know the fans, so like the fans get it, you know. And uh, so and so far it's it's worked. You know, I've been around for a little while, and and it just continues to grow. And and you know, I do dual uh, 
like, you know, I'm back in a band now, so we're playing, we're active and, you know, doing our thing. But, uh, but yeah, I guess that, that surmises it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, and like most decisions made in uh drunken HHN lines, I'd say this one worked out pretty well. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you said too, I wish I had my, my notes still. I remember when I, when we first were thinking about this podcast, we came up with like a long list of different ideas and I, I have the list saved on my phone somewhere, but then I started doodling up a, uh, a logo for us. And I, I am by no means an artist, <laughs> but I went to my tattoo artist back home and I shot him the image. He's like, Hey man, can you turn this into like something like real, like not <laughs> just scribbles on a paper? He's like, I think that looks good. You should be, you should just roll with that one. <laughs> and then he, he, he drew us up our, um, you know, our zombie hand holding the beer bottle. And from there we've been using that, but it, it is fun looking back to at this point, since we're looking back to, it's been about a year and a half that's we've, since we've been around and it's really cool to see that from a little scribbling on a you know piece of paper, we've, we've brought it up to something semi, uh, semi real, I guess, we're still very green in some aspects, but we're uh, we're definitely yeah. I think we're definitely along. we're we're definitely small compared to a lot of you know other podcasts. But I think over the last year, you're right. I think it, it's it's fun to see something that like started in in, in literally in a bedroom turn into like something that's like a little bit more you know uh, I don't want to say advanced, but just you know more relevant, I guess. So that's it's yeah. really cool. But yeah, yeah. And, so, and you know the thing is. With anything, with any of these, it's just consistency. And that's what I've always told people. And I think I, I honestly learned that from music, you know, because especially with DOA, I've had what I've considered good and bad ideas. And then there's times where I do something and I think it's going to be a hit and it's not. <laughs> you know, and then there's times oh, where yeah. I put out a shirt and I'm like, well, this could probably, it's not my favorite thing, but I like it. And then I'm so surprised at the response that you get because people are like, man, yeah. I love that. And I'm like, really? Because to me, I mean, I love all the, the teas and, you know, I also make like soaps and bears and, and all, all kinds of weird things. But like, you know, they're all kind of like my kids, just like music. When I write songs, like they're all like my kids. Right. You know? I love them all. But some some I love a little bit more. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And the, and, and the thing is, is like they always say, like, you're, you're, your, you're your own worst right. critic. So it's like, you know, you may be like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not super, you know, feeling it, but you put it out there and everybody eats it up and you're like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm doing something right. You know, yeah, I guess I'm wrong and they're right. So, yeah. Which, <laughs> well, the consumer's always right. That's what they always say that too. So yeah. 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 We picked up, uh, I think me and Seamus both picked up the same shirt at spooky this we did. past weekend. We got the Tom Atkins season of the witch awesome. drop. Dr. Yeah. Cop. <laughs> Dr. Cop himself. <laughs> oh man. So uh, Ryan, are you are you originally from Florida? Or are you from out of out of state? Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, well, oh, nice. Essentially, plantation. But if I say plantation to people, most yeah, people nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but yeah, uh, born and raised in Fort Lauderdale. And I think, you know, that's that's kind of what I. Uh, well, and I was also born two days after Christmas. So, oh. and I grew up Catholic. So I, oh. I would say that like holidays <laughs> are always a big thing in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always tell people, because, you know, for me, obviously, Halloween's my favorite. And people are like, man, but, you know, you're like a Fort Lauderdale, like, beach kid, you know? Like, how did <laughs> and, and I And I tell people what growing up in Florida, especially, you know, South Florida, is like you, you have to use your imagination to really interpret the holidays. Because, you know, we don't have seasons, so I don't see the right. leaves fall. And so I think that was part of the romanticism that really got me was, you know, just thinking about something totally foreign to my environment, which – you know, like I said, I grew up in this like beach culture and uh, sport culture and an art culture down there. Um, so it was something to where I think that's what propelled me to truly, truly like just fall in love with something that, you know, I knew I was, you know, not necessarily never going to experience, but didn't experience, you know, on a regular basis, season to season, you know, so. Um, right. But personally, I'm glad I still live in Florida because dealing with snow and all that other stuff is not something I want to deal with ever. I mean, I like yeah. going to snow and visiting for a few, you know, days, weeks, whatever. But then I got to get out of it. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm with you there. I mean, yeah, we're I preaching to Nick, the choir. We're yeah, uh, we're Nick mentioned transplants. It. Yeah, we're from we're from New England originally, so we, we right. grew up in that stuff. So <laughs> if I never see it again, uh, I wouldn't I couldn't be happier. But for sure, um, for sure, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of assuming here. So, but you were in a band before starting DOA. So is that 
like with merchandising for the band is that what kind of drew you into like making starting with shirts and designs or were you artistic beforehand um you know i think it was i i i was thinking about that the other day but i um i think it had to do a lot with with band you know the band thing and then also you know i I worked at hot topic at one point in my life yeah yeah. that too you kind of it's like being in, in a hot topic, you, you know, you see the different designs coming in, coming out and what kind of sells, what doesn't sell. Um, I, I honestly, like I just said, like I went to Catholic school my whole life. So like fashion and clothing was never really a thing for me because oh, yeah. you know, it's not like I had to like, you know, most kids when they go to public school or something, you know, they have to dress themselves every day. So for me, it was yeah. like the same thing day in, day out. And it wasn't until I went to college, you know, I went to Florida state and I was, on my own and I'm like, Oh my God, like now I can actually have some yeah, sense. What do of I wear? Style. Yeah. And what do right. I do? And so, um, you know, it wasn't something that I ever thought, Oh, you know, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to do it. I think a lot of it was, you know, obviously I'd been, you know, in a band and I've been in bands for a while. And when I wanted to kind of pursue it, it was a lot of it was, just a mixture of all those things, but also thinking to myself, like, wow, like I have some pretty cool ideas for like shirts and just, I, I figured, I thought that I could give something to like, you know, the horror convention, the horror community that was budding on Instagram at that time. And, you know, at, in sixteen seventeen there was obviously black craft cult. Um, there's, there's a few other, you know, bigger companies like cavity colors, fright rags that were around, but there wasn't really, as many companies as there are now. And so I feel like I was kind of a part of that little culture that, that was budding. And so it was for me again, just doing something different. Like I, I, you know, I did a monster squad shirt where obviously you take Stephen King rules, but for me, I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, I want to do a black shirt with red and, you know, do monster squad rules. Cause for me, the movie ruled, you know, and, and that was like one of my favorite movies, you know, growing up. Um, so it was just like little ideas like that that started the process and then moving into, you know, more artistic, you know, endeavors and ideas with 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 things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of fell into it and just said, all right, let's see what, I, you know, how this works. And, um, you know, you trial by fire. And, and, and the other thing, too, was also learning like placement of, you know, things on shirts and, you know, back, front, sizing, you know, close to collar. Like there's all those little things that I knew nothing about, you know, and I was just learning as I go, you know, and I yeah. talked to, you know, um, cause I work with a printing company uh, to like print my shirts. And sometimes, you know, like I'll have this idea of where I want something on it. It's like going to get a tattoo, you know, you go and you have this grandiose idea and your artist looks at you and is like, listen, okay, that's going to have to be a little bit bigger or else, you know, it's going to bleed. So yeah. it was cool. They kind of helped me along too. And, and at, at least with the, the printing side of things saying, well, it's a cool design, but like, we're going to have to like, you know, move things around a little bit. And so, Hey, you know, again, trial by fire and, and just learn as you go. Yeah. And that's, it's funny too, because there's a lot of similarities where I actually went to, I went to Catholic school as well, but only up until fourth grade. So I understand the whole like culture yeah. shift of like, Wait, so I don't have to wear like a plaid tie and right. pants today? Yeah. <laughs> There's other options out in the world? It's oh, so weird. I mean, listen, when I came home and from, from I think it was a, a semester or two or whatever it was, and I had my ears pierced and I had like tattoos, <laughs> I'm always just like, oh my God, like what happened? You know, like, oh, yeah. Uh, we shouldn't have let you go is basically what I'm saying. It's all good. Talking. You yeah, got to express yourself, you know. So. I got my dad with that one too because I got my first tattoo when I was eighteen, but I got it on April Fool's Day. <laughs> so he wasn't completely sure that I got one until he got home and saw it on my arm and was not super happy. But right, now right, right. there's barely space left, so jokes on him. Right. Well, hey, you know. So, um, so yeah, you were talking earlier too about how like your designs. Sometimes there's stuff that you really love, and you know, it might not go off as well and, and vice versa is there any like specific designs or, or items that you've sold that you're like this is i love this this is like my favorite my crowning achievement so far um yeah i mean the newest one that that you know i just put out was the, um the headless horseman and the traditions tea which is like an old school like mid-century atomic era like halloween ad and I think both of those, um, you know, like I'm like super proud of them just because it was t- 
taking on subject matter that I, you know, didn't see out there a lot in, in conventions. And it's, it's not so much, I think that I'm proud of like the designs. Cause yeah, I mean, like I, I, I love them and they're there and, and, you know, I appreciate them, but I think it's the ideas of, of kind of traveling down a path that like not a lot of people are, you know? So like, I didn't, necess- I always knew I wanted to do something for the headless horseman, but yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, I, if I don't see a lot of people doing it, then it makes more sense for me to do it. Obviously from a business perspective, if it's going to be popular, you know, you feel like, Oh, you know, like I'm the only kid on the block that has this, but, um, you know, I, and, and like I said, I think they all kind of go through their phases with me where like when they first come out, I'm super stoked on it. I'm really, really happy. And, um, and then, you know, they kind of like, <laughs> you know, that, that fades away and then I'm moving on to something else and something different. And the other thing too, that I've, I've really started to do recently is branch out and kind of collaborate with other artists as well. And a big part of the reason why I started doing that is because to think of a focus of like from the business side of things, when, you know, when the band that I'm in now started getting really busy, it's kind of takes more of my time and pushes, you know, my, I focus on that and music, you know, I've been playing music since I was five, like, so that's always my first love and my passion as an artist. So I was really focused on that. And then to, for the brand DOA to kind of continue on and, and, you know, evolve and, you know, I feel like the art has to change and do different things and there's different styles and, so for me, and I don't, I don't know if it's like a foreshadowing thing, but it's working with other people and collabing and, and kind of like, I have this new Krampus thing that's about to come out soon and it's like totally something different. And I collab with this artist. And for me, I think that's another thing too, that keeps the excitement. You know, when you start to build a brand and, and people following you and liking what you're doing, you know, obviously when you have different things coming down the pipe, it's, it's kind of building a bigger umbrella, you know, of a company as opposed to just like a one singular kind of like, Hey, this is what DOA always is. Now it's like, wow, like, is it becoming something bigger and, and, um, expanding and, and just offering, you know, choices. So I think that's always a good thing from a business perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. We're, and we got, I think one of our other interviews as well, that's going to be coming up following weeks, um, is another sort of design t-shirt scripting kind of deal from up north and and they do a lot of like uh different styles and stuff like that so and i've seen him collab and stuff like that and it's fun to see like whose style is where and you can kind of tell like where the design falls on the on the on the scale of who brought what to the table and stuff like that but it's cool because then you get introduced to another company or brand that you weren't really aware of and it's 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 a great way to like kind of cross promote i guess yeah i mean in creativity you know there needs to be evolution anyways like you always need to evolve because if you don't like you'll just get bored and stale and you you'll feel like you know i gotta do something different um i think it it ties into the music you know thing as well i mean you understand being in a band that like you can't just keep making the same thing over and over again because yeah you might have that core fan base that like you know eats it up because that's what they like you for but you're never really going to grow unless you evolve and change your sound or change your look uh, change your designs, change, change what you're making, you know, tr- try to like try different avenues and try to get as many people and many eyes on it as you can. So right, I think yeah. that kind of works with, with, with a lot of avenues. Sure. Sure. And, you know, and I think, you know, every, it, it, it works well and it's worked so far well for me and, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed it continues to go. But, you know, for me too, like I said, it's kind of, it takes a little bit off of my shoulders, you know, when I can just kind of pair up with somebody and be like, Hey, this is like my idea. This is what I really want to do. And, you know, I want to collab with you. I mean, I did, uh, two, two designs recently with, um, a gentleman who's an illustrator for Fangoria and we were just talking online and, you know, obviously like my, you know, for me, I'm not going to do that type of illustration kind of like art. So, uh, it was really awesome to, to, you know, team up and just kind of have something different. And then, like I said, too, it's something that's under the umbrella of DOA that now is something totally left field. And, and, you know, if you don't like one thing, maybe you'll like this kind of idea. So is there any, um, cause you do a lot, well, maybe not a lot, but you, you do some stuff that works with intellectual properties of, you know, various horror movies and stuff like that. Is there any, 
anything that you really haven't done before from a certain movie or character that you really are, are trying to, or you're excited to maybe do at some point? Yeah. Um, so for me, like I said, I, everything that I, uh, am, you know, work on or have is something that I'm, I'm truly passionate about. Uh, there's, there's a lot of films that I haven't touched on yet that, that obviously I really do like. And eventually, uh, I, I will jump in. I'm, I'm working on something now that, uh, is, is totally left fields from like the genre that DOA kind of sits in, but I'm, I've tried to flex a little bit of that muscle by doing, um, like I did a thing for the Joker, like my three favorite Jokers, which is, you know, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson and, and Joaquin Phoenix's characters nice. are, you know, portrayals of the Joker. Um, yep. sorry, sorry, Jared Leto and, uh, <laughs> does not make <laughs> the Romero. They were great. Don't get me wrong on their own little way, but you know, well, maybe the Jared Leto, nobody will really say that's great, but, um, yeah, so no. we we're, we're, we're better off without it. <laughs> yeah. The Snyder cut, he wasn't bad in that, but, uh, anyways, um, yeah, you know, there, there's a, there's a character. So I'll just tell you, it's the Rocketeer. I was, a, it was a movie that I loved growing up and, uh, you know, so I'm trying to kind of, you know, spread out a little bit. So that way it's not just so like one-sided and like Halloween horror. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of like Halloween and, and horror things that eventually I will do. But like I said, it's just the pacing of it all. And like from a financial, from a business standpoint, you know, because I'm just kind of like, you know, not, not that I'm a one man show. I mean, there's other people involved, but you know, because of the, you know, the timing of it all, it's, it's really tough. I mean, if I had, you know, 375,000 hours in a day, sure. You could pump out as much as you could, you know? So it's like for right now, because of shortages and, and, you know, longer turnarounds as far as printing, like if I was, I, I, you know, briefly had a conversation, you know, today in the last couple of days about doing something like really dark, like a Dickens kind of Christmas thing. But it's like, I don't even know that I could get it out in time and print it on a shirt and then putting it online. And then, you know, I have three or four events in December and it's like, it's not even worth, you know, doing, I would have had to, you know, started it kind of a couple months ago. And so at this point it's like, ah, I'll put that on the back burner and, you know, maybe revisit it. I, again, it's one of those things where I have notes and whenever, like, there's times where I'm just, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm driving and like an idea kind of hits me, you know, and I'm just like, oh, let me put that in the notes really fast and I'll get back to it at some point. But, you know, there's Reanimator. Um, as far as like, like the serial killer kind of thing, the only, I, I mean, I'm not real big on touching that just because it's kind of sensitive. I mean, I, I do like to listen and read about stuff like that, but I think at one point I'd love to do something for, you know, in a Jack the Ripper kind of style. Yeah. Um, just because I love Victorian, you know, like England and, and that time period. Um, but, you know, like I said, reanimator. I mean, there's tons of 80s stuff that I love. There's 90s stuff, early 2000s. I will say there's another film um, that I'm probably going to do something really soon. And, and I'll just, it's 13 Ghosts. It's one of my oh, yeah. favorite oh, early nice. 2000s. So I'll just put that out. There's a Rocketeer and 13 Ghosts, I think, are the next two that I'm really going to. Here we go. Be on the lookout then. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, you know, so, and, and that's just it. And and then, like I said, I have to juggle it with, with band because when the band kind of starts to get busy, I go, well, you know, my mind creatively starts to go down that path. And, uh, you know, we've got a few things going on, We're, you know, about to release a single and stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah, I just went and saw, I re-saw 13 Goats a couple of weeks ago. They were showing it up at the uh, Enzian Theater over in uh, Maitland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they showed that on the 35 millimeter film. So it was kind of cool seeing that again in theaters. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I can't so, believe it's 20 years old already. <laughs> it's it's like, insane how like Something these like release that. dates that you look at and you're like, oh yeah, that movie just came out. And you're like, right. oh, fuck, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, obviously you can purchase all your stuff online. Is there anywhere, if anybody is listening, that's, you know, local and stuff, is there anywhere, are you selling in any store locations? Is there any, you mentioned some pop-up stuff in December. Um, so if you want, you can throw your schedule or where you can actually find stuff in store if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for right now, like physically in Orlando, um, Prometheus Esoterica, I, I'm pretty sure I said that right. Uh, in winter park, yeah, they carry um, uh, a selection of 
teas and sometimes other goods. I think they're almost pretty much wiped out of most of my stuff, but they'll be restocking. And obviously, um, when the Krampus comes out, I know Adam and Whitney are going to be carrying some of that. Uh, post-mortem in um, Old Town, Kissimmee, they should be carrying some of my stuff. Oh, nice. Room two. And uh, as far as pop-up events go, I'm doing the Fort Pierce Punk Rock Flea Market uh, December 4th. December 5th, I'm hoping to do the Krampus Fest that uh, is in oh, the yeah. district. It was there two years ago. And this year, I think it's going to be at Plaza Live. And then I'll be, I just, you know, paid for my booth at Spooky Empire, or Spooky Empire Pop-Up, uh, which is December 11th and 12th. So I'll be back there. But I always tell anybody like local here in Orlando, um, if, you know, if anybody doesn't want to pay for shipping and doesn't want to do the store fees, which saves me as well from like having to package and pay like fees just dm me on instagram i i go through it every day i'm very active on there and i i meet up with people all the time there was one guy who he bought a bunch of shirts and he was like yeah you know i just really don't want to pay for all the shipping and save you the hassle i'm like you are the man and i basically because my band practices in castleberry on tuesdays and fridays and i was like look if you can meet up somewhere in between that like it you know just pay me at paypal so it was like a personal kind of payment and i was like it's yours <laughs> and you know what i mean so for yeah. me, I, I'm totally cool with that. As long as people, I mean, I, obviously I get it. It's COVID, you know, post-COVID time or whatever. But, you know, so people get a little we weary about meeting up. But, um, you know, for me personally, especially if you're local too and you support me, uh, you know, I'd rather that you kind of, you know, save it and, and save me the trouble of packaging because sometimes it's a pain in the butt. So, oh, I yeah, can, no, I can sure. imagine. It's cool because it gives it that personal connection with the company, which is always, you know, so hard to um kind of push through social media yeah and and you know the other thing too that i learned like early on there was a company um that i was friends with on instagram back in like like i said the 17 18 years which you know i'm saying it like it was like 20 years ago but it's a couple years ago but it feels so like it yeah instagram had like a time period where all these companies would, would join together to do giveaways they kind of do them now but not so much anymore um and I used to be on like group chats with all these other like horror and Halloween companies. And it's kind of disbanded, you know, cause companies kind of come and go, um, which is understandable. But, uh, I remember I traded a shirt with this guy company. And when he sent me the shirt, it was just like the coolest package because it was so personal and like just a handwritten note and like some little toys and just all this stuff. So, that was one thing that like really I was that flipped the switch in my head where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something very similar. So that way, you know, whenever someone gets something from me, you know, not only do they realize it's kind of like a personal, you know, homemade, like one man show kind of thing, but they feel like, you know, it's, it's just special. And that was my whole goal with DOA is not only creating shirts that you know, it's not just generic stuff because even Walmart now has like horror shirts, you know, you can find yeah. like Nightmare on Elm Street everywhere. But I wanted people to really like, you know, feel like it was Christmas, but for Halloween or like a horror movie or whatever it is that we were, they were getting. So, you know, every time when people do order online, you know, I, I send like a little package that has, you know, toys like plastic fangs and just all kinds of stuff and like a handwritten note. It's just a thank you. And, you know, it's it's just my way of, kind of being personal and saying, Hey, thanks. You know, you could have bought from, you know, the majors out there and majors like cavity colors, fright rags, but you decided to buy something that was a little bit like, you know, off kilter or just not as popular as everyone else. So, you know, thank you. Yeah. It goes, and that definitely goes a long way. I love when companies do that. And that's typically where I will try to spend my money is with the people that understand that personal connection and then take that extra step because it shows the investment in, in obtaining you know, customers, but also it's, it's just cool that you know that there's an actual person there. It's not just like a sure. automated yeah. shootout kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, like they just printed out your address and bam, sent you right off. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should get into some HHN stuff. Um, well, we considering this is an before, HHN podcast, right? <laughs> and this is sort of an HHN podcast, I guess. Sort of. I guess sort of, yeah. Yeah, but um, we definitely do lean heavy towards that but um yeah well the easiest question is is you know what was your first year experiencing hhn obviously you're local so you've probably been coming for a while yeah. i would assume 
Yeah, well, I moved to Orlando in 2005. Yeah, five. So I think my first experience with HHN was 2003 or four. It was the year that where they had the Children Under the Stairs house in the back lot there. And okay. I remember I was with my band manager at the time and a couple of my other like band mates. And um, we had come down and we're just kind of like hanging out. This was before I moved here. But the reason why I remember it so well is because it was so like packed and so busy. I think we only did like one or two houses. And I'm sure we were having a few beers or whatever. But I remember standing in line for that house for like two to three hours. And I, at that time, there was like no porta potties. You couldn't like leave the line. And I had to go like to the bathroom so bad. But I didn't want to leave because I was like, you know, hanging out with everybody. And I remember I ran through the house, which, you know, most of the time they want you to go through it pretty quickly. But it was like the worst experience and feeling. And then after that, I was, you know, kind of just like, all right, you know, we got to go. But that was like the first time I ever went. And then 2000 and seven is when I started like a regular kind of frequent fear I'm here you know for the season kind of thing and yeah it's been 2000 since 2007 I've been a frequent fear pass holder which is insane to think like I've seen so many you know come and go so yeah is there any um like past houses that you just like still can't get over how good it was yeah actually there's there's a lot I mean one of my favorites, and, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get you know some some heat for this, but was the Wolfman uh, back in 2010 because the movie hadn't come out yet. So like when you were going through the house, it was something to where like you really didn't know, like you knew the property value of like, hey, this is the Wolfman, it's the story. But and I, I know a lot of people don't like the movie, but for me, going <laughs> through the house a couple of times during the season and then seeing the film. It, it, it was like, it just meant more to me because like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those like nerds who like, I love the smell of fog juice. I just, I love everything about like, you know, Horror Nights and being able to go and experience different things and haunts and, and uh, scare zones and everything. And so that house was great. And I always kind of truly remember that because it was like, wow, like, you know, I wish they kind of did that for more properties. Like if they would have had a Ghostbusters Afterlife house, you know, this year and the movie comes out, it's kind of like interesting. It's it's almost like a trailer for the yeah. film. But some of my favorite houses over the years have been, and I know this sounds kind of like like cheesy and obvious, but like the property houses that they get where like Poltergeist, Exorcist, yeah. like Ghostbusters. Because, you know, I feel like the first couple of years that I went, I was still susceptible to the scaring, you know, because of the, the jumps, you're just not used to it. And like, sure, when it, as soon as someone gets in your face, you know, you're going to jump back. But and but having those houses, it's almost like you're able to, like, live in the movie for that short period of time, like trick or treat. Like when they did that scare zone oh, yeah. and then, then they did the house. I mean, honestly, you know, and I did my whole thing of Sam's Club for, for DOA, but. I really truly believe like if like HHN hadn't have done like the scare zone, like Sam would not have been so big as he, you know, as big, like the whole thing would yeah. have exploded like it did going into spirit Halloween and the property value of that film wouldn't have taken off. And it, it solely was because, and I still remember standing in that scare zone and like, it's funny because a friend of mine who was a character in the scare zone is now, you know, she works with my band and stuff like that. And we've become friends over the years, but she, she literally, like was like I remember you just standing there like a weirdo, just smiling, <laughs> you know, because it was just it was so it was so amazing for me to like finally get to live in that film and to an extent. And so those are the houses that I think mean the most to me. I mean, there's been some great like like there was the Edgar Allan Poe house the one year, um, mm -hmm. and, and obviously the the properties that they've created like the icons. Some of those are really good too. Um, but I think the movie properties are the ones that I truly cherish and remember the most because of it's just, you know, that value that they hold for me in my heart, you know? Yeah. And I think we're seeing, like you were talking about how that resurgence or, or maybe not resurgence, but come to fandom for Sam and, and trick or treat. I think we're seeing that now too with killer clowns. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. From the past, they did the scare zone in the house and I feel like it really, took on a life of its own as well. Yep. So uh, you mentioned icons and stuff too. Do you have a favorite icon? Is there a special place um, in your 
your heart for the caretaker, the director, something like that, Lady Luck, who knows? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, and I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm, I'm I, not really. I mean, I no. like the dance. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like Chance because she's very much like a Harley Quinn character. Yeah. Um, you know, but there wasn't one in particular where I'm like, you know, oh, this is like the maybe the director and the caretaker, I think, are two that I would probably gravitate more towards um you know just because of the aesthetics and the vibe of like what's going on um but yeah like like i said it <laughs> the icons i've never been like obsessed with one or the other you know what i mean it's just like yeah. oh okay cool like that's the theme or this is what's going on that this year and then you know let me go to the american werewolf in london house like twelve thousand times because <laughs> <laughs> that house was phenomenal when they did and they did it twice yeah they did it twice so yeah. So then, obviously, like we mentioned earlier, I saw you posting a bunch. Obviously, well, my girlfriend more so than me was the one. She loves doing the little like scavenger hunt sort of right. deals, the the hidden yeah. drops and stuff like that. Oh um, yeah, so we'll be like walking can... around the park and she'll just disappear, and then she'll meet <laughs> yeah, up with us like, ten minutes later. Oh, yeah, looking yeah. for a drop. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so you spent a lot of time this year as well. How? What do you? Um. What are your thoughts on on HHN thirty? Yeah, I, you know, I thought I thought it was really well put together. Um, obviously, with last year's kind of disappointment as far as not being able to do it, um, you know, having the two houses that were there, you kind of knew what was going to happen. And I didn't get a chance to do Beetlejuice last year, um, but this year, I think, you know, I think they knocked it out of the park. It was, it was, it's been a great event. I mean, it's not technically over yet, but. Um, you know, from the scare zones to just the food. Um, the tribute store, like everything in general, the music, the soundtrack, the Midnight Syndicate soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, I was just talking with someone last night about that who bought the record, and uh, you know, I, there wasn't there wasn't a disappointing part of it at all for me. Now I can tell you, there's been some years like 2010 and 11, 12, where you could tell they didn't really have the budget, you know, and yeah. so it was kind of like a lesser version of what you expected, but. Um, and this has honestly been the first year I've really like enjoyed the food. I don't normally, you know, I, I, not to get on a personal kind of tangent, but I don't really eat a lot of like junk food, you know, I'll do like the pizza and the, and you know, tacos and stuff like that. But yeah, I try to eat pretty clean and, um, and healthy, but like last night we had the deep fried Oreos and I was just like, (laughs) God, this is so good. (laughs) Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop like drooling over it. And so for me, like, you know, that's something too, where it's like every, every facet has just been, you know, spot on and, and, and really well. I mean, the scare zones, the only thing that I can say is like, you know, as a critique is sometimes those get a little overwhelming because of the amount of people that are there. So sometimes you don't really get to enjoy it and really see it. Uh, so it's actually sometimes better for me to see it during the day. Like if you do the stay and scream or something, so that way you kind of really get to take in because a lot of the decor the sets and the designs and stuff like that are pretty intricate and like just beautiful you know and they have some really cool things but you just kind of miss it um yeah but the only thing i would have said if they could have done is made it there was a you know a few years where they they went all out with like pumpkins and like halloween decorations and like the drink stands and they've had a few scare zones obviously that were geared more towards the holiday of halloween and i always appreciate that when they do have a scare zone that is um a halloween themed because you know again obviously it is halloween horror nights and so if they would have done something like that i would have been like yeah that's like you know the best thing ever um so that would be my only critique but that you know it's not even really a critique it's just suggestions you know yeah and that's kind of like well we we took the six house unmasking the horror tour and that's kind of what they mentioned when we went through the wicked growth house and they're like you know we are halloween horror nights and and sometimes Halloween is something that doesn't really get brought to the forefront. It's more of the horror and whatever's yeah, popular. They really they're like, the this is our, this house is the homage to Halloween. Cause you got, you know, pumpkins, witches, goblins, all, all that stuff kind of smashed yeah. in there. So the headless uh, horseman's in there too, man. If you listen, mm-hmm. you're trotting along, you know? And so, yeah. Yep. Yep. And you mentioned the, uh, the food there as well too. And it, it, I think they took that right out of um, just because of how well, I think the Mardi Gras aspect right. went. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I hope that's something that they continue because, yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I like my Twisted Taters, but like no, Twisted it's a Taters big hit. and Pizza and plus, Fries get old. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to finally get some variety. Like you don't you feel like it's been kind of like the same old, same old for food, but it's nice to finally get something that's like a little different. You know, a little you know appeals to a wider audience, I guess you could say. Sure, and and creative too. I mean, you know, like you were saying, twisted taters. Well, it's like if you've been to a you know horror nights in the last decade, you you know what twisted taters are, mm-hmm. and you've tried them, and they're great and they're cool. But you know, I can tell you honestly, we didn't. Even, I haven't even had one this year because. Every every time we've gone, like last night we did the pumpkin guts and we did um that stand that's over by uh, Chucky, that little yep. Chucky display. Yep. And I was like, this is phenomenal. Like, this is so good. And like the press sandwiches that are over by the uh, some Beetlejuice uh, are all of them. Are so great. good. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just been, it's, it's, it's been an awesome kind of experience uh, from that, from the culinary side of things too, you know, so. Yep. Is there a uh, favorite house of yours so far at the top of the list? I, I have an idea of what it might be, but we'll uh, we'll see if I'm correct. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, it's gonna be Beetlejuice, you know, uh, just because of the theme. It, but yeah. it's not like like Wicked Growth is great. Uh, that's one of my favorite too. Um, the the oh my god, the puppet or what? I oh, can't puppet remember. theater. Puppet yeah, theater, yeah, yeah, that one is one of my favorites as well from the sheer like design and also i mean there's like the smell of baby powder you know because that's how they used to put on makeup back in the day <laughs> yep. like like that. and actually a friend of mine is this character in that one um oh, so nice. I, you know i love seeing her there and, and stuff like that so you know it's 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 tough to say like there's one over the other i feel like the bride of frankenstein has like one of the best original stories that i've ever seen them create you know and mm-hmm. and just kind of what they did with it to carry it on and the tribute that they kind of have to all the classic monsters in there. You know, like when I saw the creature of the black lagoon and like the little pod, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, like this yeah. is, it's, yeah. it's fan service, you know? And um, so those are all really, really good. Um, those are, I think are like my tops right there. And um, you know, I hate to say like tooth fairy, I kind of got used to it after a while, but I went on it so much last year that this year I was just kind of like, well, it's a good house. Don't get me wrong. It has like some Baba Duke, you know, inspired kind of like graphics and stuff, but it's, it, you know, I was just like, I've I've done it so many times, but uh, yeah, I think that was the common like uh, belief or common feeling amongst a lot of fans this year was that like, you know, it's great, but we all saw it last year. You could do it a bunch of times last year. So it's kind of like, you know, the same old, same old when it comes to that. But um, any house that, like really surprised you? Because I know for Nick and I, uh, I think I, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he, he would agree with me that uh, Legendary Truth was like by far one of the biggest surprise out of all of them. So I wasn't sure if you had one that like really surprised you with how good it was. That that I was going to say Legendary Truth. Yeah. And, and uh, that one and Scary, um, obviously there's, there's themes that they ran through um, from previous ones with both of those. And so... I feel like both of those were two of my like quiet sleepers where like I, I wasn't really, I'll be honest, like legendary truth. I didn't even really, I, was, I knew nothing about kind of going into it. Like some of the other ones I really, you know, you know about, but that one I was like, Oh, let me see what this is. And I think they have one of my favorite effects that I've ever, uh, well not seen, but you know, one of my favorite effects in any houses this year at the very end where the lights coming up and it's going through the guys like, Oh yeah. Eyes. Yeah. yeah it's that so good. Yeah, it gives me that '80s kind of like horror movie yep. vibe, and so I love that one. And, and it, it also has kind of an X Files '90s vibe to it, you know. So it's it's yeah. kind of interesting how um, the story plays out. Uh, but yeah, I would say that one is definitely like my sleeper surprise hit of the the season. Like I just I love it, and it's I don't think it's too popular. I mean, it's in that little Shrek building, so that that house is kind of always popular because people are walking by. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and. So it's it's definitely yeah I have to say that one too. Yeah, that one definitely surprised me. And the whole legendary truth thing, it's like I understand the gist of it, but I feel like it was such a like you had to be into horror nights, like into it, into it years ago to like even be a part of like that little group that knows about it. Whereas I'm very much so not part of that because I wasn't around and and going to it as frequently back then. So I. I had to do my own research just to kind of sort of get caught up to what exactly it was. Yeah. Uh, have you caught any of the shows at all too? Or the, I know there's only the two, but 
Yeah, the the nightmare fuel I will say is uh, above and beyond probably my favorite show they've ever put on. Uh, obviously, you know you miss Bill and Ted because that's it's a fun like cumulative kind of like show that talks about the year and the music and there's you know and and all that. But I really enjoy Nightmare Fuel just from the sheer talent that those people have that are on stage with the fire and the and just you know the magic, everything that they're doing is like, it just blows me away. I think we've seen it, you know, at least, you know, four or five times and the water show, you know, when they did it two years ago, I really, really enjoyed it. I think this year, the only, it's, it's still great this year. I just think that like sometimes the transitions and, and this is like from me as like an, you know, artist perspective, like it just doesn't seem like some of them fit real well, but yeah, um, it's, it's a great stopping thing. And, and honestly, like they should have been doing it, you know, from the get go. Cause they've had that, they had that huge lagoon. And I remember, you know, going 10 years ago or whatever, and there's just nothing ever there. And you just think to yourself, man, you could be doing something with this, <laughs> you know, like you got it, yeah. you know, it's just this huge, you know, um, but yeah, both shows I think are, are, are really, really good. But Nightmare Fuel, I remember we saw it. I think we went opening, yeah, we went opening weekend on Saturday, did the stay and scream so we could hit up Beetlejuice because I was like, this has to be the first house we do. And then when we yeah. saw the show that night on, uh, you know, which was, would have been the second day that they actually did it, uh, I was just blown away, man. Phenomenal. Like just insane. So yeah, that two, two years ago, I loved it. And I think like, just for me, my perspective is that it fits so much better. I feel like then, cause it was like the, that eighties music, the eighties lights, and it was showing more of like the IPs that were there. Cause it, it right. almost seemed like a very eighties heavy year. And yeah. then now yeah. this year, I mean, it's like icon factory kind of thing. And it's, it, it's harder to read what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think they did ghostbusters, I think. And they did, yeah, they did a few other ones. So yeah, because they had that was with clowns as well and Ghostbusters yeah. and uh, I forget at this point off the top of my head, but it was it just had that feeling. You had the, the pinks and the purple lights and all that cool stuff. And uh, I get, I like, hope that I'm sure it'll stick around. So I'm curious what'll happen at the next event. But yeah. for this one, it, it felt a little bit less. But maybe that's because my bar was set so high. Right, right, right. And I also think that this year too. I mean, nothing wrong with this, but it definitely banks on the hhn ret like not, i don't call it retro but like you know the nostalgia of it that's why like for me like again being someone that's so new to the event like i haven't i don't have that history with like the icons and carry ohio and i know a lot of the history just from reading about it but i don't have that same nostalgia draw so like the houses didn't wow me um I, I didn't think they were bad by any means. I just, they, they didn't, they didn't really do much for me. Cause I didn't really know what was going on. Like, I think they were really right. cool, but yeah, yeah. I only got so much out of it. So I think that show, that water show again is very much for those that like, you know, have been coming since Jack was first introduced and like really are, you know, are into the, you know, every new icon they release. And so I think that's kind of what they designed that one for, but you're right. The transitions are a little wonky and it's very, I, I almost want to say it's loud, almost too loud for me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's just me being, being weird, but I just, I, I feel like the, it's, just, it's very jarring for, 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 for a water show. But that's just, I don't know how I felt about it. Yeah, no, I, I, I could agree with that as well too, and especially for me, sometimes it's weird to say this, but you know, I'm, I'm a guitar player who stands on a stage that's loud, but sometimes when it's like super loud, I'm like, oh, turn it down, like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just too much, but yeah. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up the HHN talk. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Seamus now because Seamus, I'm going to have him do the speed round and speed round. explain what's uh, going on on that. Yeah, and, just uh, some just we we just came up with some fun questions. You can just kind of quickly give us your you know first answer that comes to your head. Uh, and this might be kind of harder. It might be harder than you think, but yeah, just oh, do yeah. it. Real, we'll just just do it really quick and see what happens. So uh, the first question I, is: Are there going to be times for my answers? Or no, you no, no. I mean, I'm, this is just for fun. I mean, you you can take some time to think. We're not going to like expect like the first thing. Stop. Move on. But the uh, the first question is: uh, So, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? Trick or treat. I will say trick or treat. Oh, okay. That was faster than I expected it to be. Uh, your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Brock's Autumn Mix 
with followed by mounds. And, <laughs> Ooh, all right. Only because mounds gets no respect. And I love you're I love right. No, I'm with you one hundred percent. I mean right. like like Almond Joy is gross, but Mounds is Mounds is the best. Yeah, it's good, man. You know, like I don't need a nut in my candy. Like Right, exactly. Just give me the dark chocolate and coconut. Yeah, but Brock's <laughs> on a mix, I love because again, candy corn I feel like gets a bad rap. And then I love the pumpkins. The pumpkins and those are like my favorites. So yeah. like, pumpkins. <laughs> All right. Uh Michael Jason or Freddie? <laughs> man, I I oof, that's tough. I'm probably gonna have to say Probably Freddie because he's like he's in your dreams and he can you know it's kind of like he just messes with you on a different level. So yeah, even though yeah. I, I probably like the Halloween series more than I like the, the other two, but go ahead. Zombies or vampires? Vampires. That was quick. Favorite Universal monster? Creature of the Black Lagoon. All right, and then the last one: if you could kick ass with any horror movie or her- a hero or heroine, who would it be? Wow. That's a tough one. That you can't answer. <laughs> super that one the last yeah, that's one. not a quick one. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Wow. Kick ass. Uh, I'd probably say, and this is just because I don't know why it just popped in my head. I'm sure there's other answers that I would give at different points in time, but Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Awesome. I would say Dr. Chalice from Halloween 3, but like, yeah, like that's a random one that I don't think anybody would ever answer. Like Jack Burton, Big Trouble in Little China. So. It's a good movie. I like that yeah. one. I, I, I would personally say Ash, but that's just because I'm a... Okay. Yeah, I'm a... Good. I'm a stand and, and for Bruce I will Campbell. Say, it's a foreshadowing, but Big Trouble in Little China has always been on my list of things to do. So you know, wow. maybe, Ooh. maybe one day. You know. um, but no, one of the questions about the vampires. So my thing, and I always tell people this, is that I feel on a human being level, like everybody wants to be a vampire, right? Most people are are pretty similar to Creature of the Black Lagoon, like misunderstood, just in a weird environment. But like deep down, everyone's a werewolf. So that's that's like my little <laughs> philosophy. Because yeah. we all go a little crazy, you know, when pushed, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Well, always pick a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have to go. I think I'd go Vinkman, Ghostbusters. Ooh, oh, that's cool. That's a yeah. good one. That'd be, that'd be a good night. That, that would end probably horribly for, for both yeah. of us. But I mean, you'd be worried if someone said, like, Elizabeth, what's her name? Character from Showgirls. But I don't know that she's a good character. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. I just found some weird random character to just throw out there. Just be like, yeah, I'd party with her. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if there's anything else that you want to like plug away or, or say before we sign off for the night, but um, yeah, four is yours. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me so much. Um, you know, hey, just continue to listen to the podcast and follow DOA and all that good stuff. And I hope everybody uh, had a great Halloween and has a great, you know, holidays coming up. So thank you. Perfect. All right. For sure. Thank we you very much. Appreciate it, and we'll we'll be talking to you soon, and we'll see you probably at whichever one comes first, either the Krampus Fest or the Spooky Empire. Because I think I'll definitely be at. Yeah, I'll probably be going time. to both. Awesome. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. We'll see you there. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a tad a little bit scared. <laughs> And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.